Handle on the news. Handle on the news. Shut up, Bill. Sound like a dying donkey, weirdo. And now, here's Bill Handle. All right, it is a uh, Tuesday. <clears throat> a little froggy yesterday. I was uh, a little bit rough on my throat. And it seems that way uh, again. And there's no good reason for it. I'm feeling fine. I'm not suffering from a cold. Just don't know. Were you screaming last night at no. uh, Dodger newcomer Walker Bueller and his amazing fastballs? Is that why? No. Oh. Is he related to Ferris Bueller? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I'm such a big sports fan. All right. Uh, good morning, uh, Jennifer Jones-Lee. I handled. And uh, Wayne Resnick. Good morning. And ours, Alex. Morning. And uh, John Ramirez. We have uh, two uh, Mexicans, or uh, Hispan- Latinos here. Right? We've got uh, the, the lovely Alex Razo. We have Ramirez. We have one Brazilian, Handel. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, we have uh, a couple of white people. Well, that's not true. That's not true because Wayne is uh, Jewish, so that's technically white, but we all know the difference. Uh, and I think, Jennifer, you may be the only one. Are you the only wasp on the show? I guess. I don't know. My people are like German and Swedish. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty. That's and... pretty. No, not the Sicilian part. Let's leave the German and Swedish there. Uh, and you were raised in uh, what uh, religious background, if any? Uh, I went to a Lutheran church, but Lutheran. my parents were Southern Baptist and my brother decided he was Nazarene. I don't know. We were kind of all over the map. The, uh, Lutheran absolutely wasp, uh, Nazarene. I don't know what Nazarenes are. Uh, yeah. I have very no. religious. Yeah. They're very religious. I can see that. And Southern Baptist, a lot of fire and brimstone. <laughs> you know, a lot of hallelujahs screaming at the top of your lung. There was just a lot of, you don't do this. I know. That went on in my household. Yeah, just know, don't do it. Don't ask, just yeah. don't do it. I had a rabbi who was, uh, you know, almost, if he were a Southern Baptist, it would have been perfect. Because uh, he would, uh, I remember, you know, the way uh, Southern Baptists scream out, you know, uh, are you ready to accept <laughs> Jesus? And everybody screams, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, the rabbi was wonderful. Are you ready to take out your checkbooks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, very moving. <laughs> I swear my family wasn't like that, though. They're not those kind, I swear. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, Mr. Anti-Semite at work. No, I, I get grief. I, I do get grief. You know that. All from? Right. From everybody. Those, those are the Nazarene uh, persuasion. Is that sort of an offshoot of uh, traditional Christianity? I mean, there are some. I think so. I just remember my, my brother went to Point Loma, Nazarene, down in San okay. Diego. All and right. I remember he had to sign this, like, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, paper that he would, yeah. you know. There were all kinds of rules when he oh. went to that school. Do you, um, uh, there was a guy here, uh, Nick Vetteroff, gardening guy, who still does something on Channel 9. And he was part of a really, he is part of a very strange offshoot of Christianity called the Mucklucks and, uh, or something like, and I'm not talking about, uh, the kind of shoes that Eskimo wear, uh, Eskimos wear, uh, but it's something along those lines. Uh, they, they're Christians. They keep kosher. 
They uh, celebrate Passover. Wow. I mean, just very, they all grow beards, including the women. It's very, very strange. All right. Before we get to handle on the news, uh, there's a story breaking right now. Okay. So this is in Gardena and the LAPD is on a citywide tactical alert because of this shooting this morning. At least one person is hurt and there may be an ongoing active shooter situation. So it started because firefighters went to this house fire on 154th Street this morning, but they've been pushed back because all of a sudden they start hearing gunshots. The shooter is apparently holed up on the second floor of a house. Part of the neighborhood has been evacuated. And right. Corbin Carson is on his way there right now. Fair enough. And also, at this moment, I'm uh, looking at uh, some uh, video of uh, the president. Actually, is live uh, right now. The president and Melania waiting for uh, President Macron to show up. As a matter of fact, uh, the limo just pulled up and it will be uh, the president of uh, France and his wife, who is, you know, for someone who's like 140 years old, she looks great. And they're hugging and they're European kissing. How nice. That's cool. Yeah, but they're air kissing. I couldn't tell if they're, if the, no, there there are, no, no, no. Donald Trump, I don't think does lips on cheek. Now the you know uh, the, the spouses are yeah Trump is kissing Mrs. Macron etc. Oh yeah. and now the two ladies and they're but they're doing real kisses yeah it's a whole lot of European kissing yep all both, right both ladies in white awkward all right let's do it guys while that's happening lead story uh, this was a tough one uh, news was breaking during our show uh, that a van in Toronto uh, jumped uh, into the sidewalk uh, and. Uh, crashed into a crowd of pedestrians now 10 people dead and uh the first thing of course that comes to mind was that terrorism and according to the police no at this point uh they are eliminating terrorism they have yet to turn this thing over to the royal canadian mountain police the rcmp uh who are responsible for national security so it's still being uh is still being investigated as a local crime yep and they don't know why this guy did it uh, looks like he is of Armenian descent, Alec uh, Minassian, uh, and that's all we know at this point. His name, he's 25 years old. Police yesterday did finally get the Waffle House shooter. Yep, we knew it was going to happen. But he was on the run for 36 hours. Yeah. Long time, but he was in the... Uh, uh, he was within a mile of his apartment, apparently. Right. And in the bushes, or in the, there was a forested area, and he was running around the forest. But a female construction worker spotted him. But what was odd is he did have clothes on. Remember when he did the shooting? He yeah, didn't have any clothes on? So I'm assuming he went back to his apartment. I guess so. And then he was, put on yeah. some clothes and then bailed. And he had a backpack that had a firearm ammo and a flashlight yeah. in it. But uh, this female um, construction worker saw him, called the cops. Cops show up. Detective draws a gun on him. He doesn't even resist. No, hits the ground. Yep. And he looked a little crazy, didn't he? Yeah, and that's even what the I construction mean, even, worker said. Even when he was arrested. He, he looked dazed. Yeah, he just looked off. like he wasn't all there. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and we'll go through a whole bunch of stories because there's a whole bunch of news today. Uh, and uh, your chance uh, to win $1,000 brought to you by Cunning Dental. Uh, if you have loose, loose teeth, you'll be listening to this for the next 200 years. Call Cunning Dental for a free exam. Call 888-640-SMILE. All right, KFI handle here on a uh, Tuesday. Here's your chance to win some money. Your shot at $1,000 now. 
text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. The winner is notified with a phone call, which you must answer, like Denman in La Habra did. He won $1,000. Next chance to win, next hour. There, I was just asking, is the Fife and Drum Corps going to appear uh, at uh, the ceremony? And yes, it is there. It just passed uh, Macron and uh, the president. They began their evening last night with a helicopter ride down the Mount Vernon in the home of George Washington. They had dinner down there. And these, as I mentioned before, these these two couples seem to grow yeah. in their relationship and are necessary one of that, given the events around the world and facing. All right. Uh, the Fife and Drum Corps uh, is uh, part of the military service and it's a band with the dressed in revolutionary garb. And it is uh, these piccolos, fifes and uh, drum. And it's just terrific. They wear wigs. And uh, they're just, uh, I love them. I love the Fife and Drum Corps. And it is just so neat. Now, boy, uh, the president is pulling out all stops on this. He's just doing it. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a few flybys, uh, maybe a uh, demonstration of some helicopter gunships uh, blowing up uh, various uh, vehicles. I mean, just really good stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Just, oh, God, I love this. Anyway, uh, the president is literally doing everything uh, to impress Macron. In the meantime, Merkel is coming. Uh, oh, I wonder what he does uh, for her. Is he yeah. going to shake her hand this time? Basically, just shake her hand, but nothing. Nothing like a state dinner. Uh, he's. Uh, I'm, I, we actually know what the menu is for uh, the, uh, the dinner tonight, the state dinner. And it's really impressive. I'll share it with you a little bit later. Uh, Merkel, it's going to be uh, burgers from In-N-Out Burger brought to uh, the White House, which I think is probably better. I was going to say, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go back to the news. I'm sorry, you because you brought up the menu. I'm so sorry. You brought up the menu for their state dinner. Yeah. Uh, can I say what it was? Sure. Uh, rack of lamb. Nope. Yes. That's not what I had read. Okay. Let's go through it. Rack of lamb with Carolina gold uh, rice jambalaya. Okay. Uh, Do we have different information? Yeah, it could be the state dinner and the dinner at uh, Mount Vernon is different. I think it was a private dinner. We're talking about two different dinners. Yeah, there's two different dinners Well, here's my point. So one of them is rack of lamb with jambalaya. And some guy on Twitter, not just some guy, somebody who's blue checkmarked and has, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand followers, tweeted, and I thought maybe he was joking, but he wasn't. He said they should serve American food like fried chicken and mashed potatoes and not this frou-frou, unpronounceable food. Because apparently he doesn't know what jambalaya is. That's fantastic. <laughs> but you've got, So you've got the menu for the steak dinner. I think, uh, I think I do, and I don't know where it is. Hold on a moment. Uh, oh, I know. Cause this is, is it for Mercury News? Because I have one, too. Uh, yeah, let me see it. Let me, see. let me print it for okay. you. Okay, no, go ahead and just read it. Okay, well, let's see. For Tuesday's dinner, which is tonight, the chef will prepare a three-course meal of green salad, rack of lamb with rice okay. jambalaya. And oh, that's tonight. Okay, yeah. That's tonight. How about the uh, the Washington, the uh, Mount Vernon dinner? Uh, let's see. I don't know if I see that here. Okay. I, it was a lot of fish with fish sauce on top of fish. Ew. Ew. A lot of fish. Uh. Probably from the Potomac. <laughs> God, even worse. That's yeah. a swamp, you know. Uh, yeah. So it was swamp fish. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on. We actually right. have some stories to do. Yeah. Hey, uh, former President George H.W. Bush is in the hospital with a blood infection. Yep. One day. Just after burying right. his wife One for 73 day, years. She's buried on Saturday. He goes into the hospital on Sunday. They say he's responding to treatment. Which is great. So that is good news. Yeah, but anytime a 93-year-old goes into the hospital with any kind of infection, it is uh, problematic. All right. Uh, a lot of people showed up at the Ventura City Council meeting last night because they want to know what happened after that dad got fatally stabbed by a homeless guy. The world won't get no and the, uh, the rally was for action on homelessness. Interesting. Not that it was not action on crazy people who happen to be homeless. It's the problem was look at the homeless problem. That's where the real issue is. So what? underneath that, <clears throat> underneath that is the message that the guy got stabbed and died. It's our fault. Right. It's all our collective fault. Right. Had he ever worked at Disneyland, for example, and gone crazy, the fault is not his. It's Disneyland. That's what we have to look at. Well, I mean, that's the analogy I'm making, and I think it's legit. And I, I believe that the Ventura, the police chief in Ventura, they have admitted that his officers should have responded to reports of this disruptive man. And instead, they apparently looked at peer cams, like cameras that are on the pier, to see, like, and kind yeah, of judge the situation. But he wasn't a threat. And had cops shown up and looked at him, he wasn't a threat. What, what are they supposed to do? I'm just if... You're talking about uh, someone who appears not to be a threat. Do they go ahead and, for example, pat him down? Which, of course, is an instant lawsuit for illegal search. Right. And they, they right? he no, says. No, because if he's yelling, if no, he's acting no. erratically, they could certainly do the, the Terry stop where they can frisk him for weapons. They would have, I assume, found the knife on him and they might have been able to disrupt whatever the cycle was in his head. Do we know how big a knife that was? No. Was it a pocket knife, for example? And I don't know. I mean, if it was a honking kitchen knife, that's one thing. But the the chief says, our guys looked at the security cameras on the pier. They didn't see any behavior that appeared to be concerning or significantly disruptive. And all Mm. of our patrol units were tied up on other calls. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back. Uh, And this is uh, KFI Handle here. It is a uh, Tuesday I was just talking to Alex about the gifts that are exchanged. Every time there's a state visit, gifts are exchanged. And uh, it's, um, in this case, she was asking uh, why, for example, a, an oak tree that had been uprooted from Bella Wood, which is uh, a uh, site, uh, a war site. Uh, Bella Wood is a very famous battleground uh, in France. 9,000 Americans died. And uh, it is, uh, there's a lot of significance to Bella Wood. There is uh, a lot of uh, Americans are, are buried there. And it is American land. It was given by France to the United States, much like the American cemetery in Normandy. And it belongs to the United States. And I didn't know that until I had visited Bella Wood. And because there's no sign, uh, it's it's just, it doesn't say American land going in. I noticed the uh, on one of the cross streets, a little cross road inside of Bella Wood, uh, it wasn't kilometers. It was miles, too. And I asked the guide, I go, it, it says miles, not kilometers, to the nearest town. And he goes, that's because this is American land. Oh, fun. 
It was given by France to the United States. So it's a park, the Bellawood Park. Just a little factoid. What I have for breakfast? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't remember at all. Okay. All right, here we go. Hey, uh, Senator Rand Paul is really getting into the habit of caving. Oh, of course, really over is. the budget. And now uh, over the nomination of Mike Pompeo to be Secretary of State, which he was saying he would not vote for Adamantly Mike Pompeo. And at the last minute, he said, well, I got Mike Pompeo to admit to me, Rand Paul, that the uh, Iraq war was a mistake. And so now I'm OK with it. And so he voted for him. Pompeo's an interesting guy. Uh, first in his class at West Point and Harvard Law. I mean, that is no small deal. And uh, and he's and he's big. He's like I do, which is very impressive. And he almost certainly is going to be confirmed. Oh, yeah, it's a done deal. Yeah, it's a done deal. Oh, Mr. Sean Hannity, did you really get HUD help on some of your property deals? I spoke to Sean Hannity. Everybody refuses to call Sean Hannity. Now, I don't know what the big deal is here. He, It's a real estate deal like anybody else's. Uh, it's not no allegation of special favors or any connection he has where he was put first in line from HUD. This is available to everybody, and he did it, and he did it uh, through shell companies, which... People do all the time. Yeah. There's only, and I don't know if this is a thing or not, but he did interview Ben Carson, head of HUD, and he didn't during the interview reveal that he had received this HUD help. And I don't know, Jen, you're the journalist here. I mean, would would there have been a journalistic ethical reason that he should have said something like, oh, by the way... No. I got a lot of help not from really. HUD on a business think so. deal. So. I don't think so. Not, I don't think so. Not really. But but he did. He says he didn't even know that these mortgages that he had through these shell companies had HUD assistance in them now, or HUD insurance. I once so he owned, had no idea. I once owned a piece of property uh, that was owned uh, instead of by us, Marjorie uh, and I. It was an LLC we set up, and uh, only because uh, I didn't want my name on it. Yeah. And it was uh, it was an LLC. It was, if I remember, it was called. This is not a handle property LLC. And <laughs> it was, uh, and I just got tired of filing another tax return, which you have to do for every one of these LLC. So it goes back to, this is a handle property. So I don't know that this is really the scandal that the headlines no, are It isn't at all. Out. The uh, point yeah, is, it isn't at all. And they're just making a lot of hay. Speaking of housing, uh, here in California, activists want to make it easier for local communities to pass tougher rent control laws. And we'll do more of this at 720, but there is such a fundamental flaw in their argument that it undercuts everything they're arguing. And I don't care what side of the rent control. Let's say you are on the side of rent control, that you want to make housing more affordable for people. And you do that through rent control, uh, which the city of Los Angeles has to some extent. There are a lot of exceptions, but Santa Monica has to no extent. And But there's an underlining flaw which will not make it ever work. And I'll share that with you at 720. Tease, tease, tease. Well, CA says, see you later, USA. Well, at least some backers, anyway, of this. California independence idea. They apparently can go ahead and collect signatures to see if they can make it to the ballot. Why they spend that kind of money when they can use it for such good and they don't. It's there's zero chance 
of California ever becoming, in this case, three states. And not being part of the United States anymore. This one, yeah, this is separate they, they from want to, They want to secede from oh. the United States. They just States, want to be out completely. Which is, which is crazier, split us into three states, but we're still states, or California secedes and is its own Probably country? Probably seceding is the crazier one, but... Uh, not, not by, by much. much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who who are more alien? People who live on Venus or Mars? <sighs> you know, if you drive down the freeways, you get the impression from those freeway signs that texting while driving is a huge, huge deal, but not so much to your insurance company. With one eye on the road, one eye on my phone, I text it in the drive through order. There's for my a, uh, a group out of Texas called Zebra. They basically help people compare auto insurance rates and stuff, so they have a lot of data. They say that getting a ticket for texting and driving, generally your insurance rate goes up only 16%, which is much less than what it will go up for driving too slowly or improperly passing a school bus. Not to mention if you're too young or too old, where they really jack the premiums up. Apparently insurers are not adding that much yeah, to they have if to. you get caught. I mean, they have to. You see signs... Say, if you get caught drunk driving, it's not only jail time, but it's also what it costs you is a fortune. And it does. It's about $10,000. It costs you about ten grand being caught with a DUI and insurance. What it's going to cost you for years. Something similar should be done. Not to that extent, obviously, but certainly more than just uh, a minuscule jacking up of your insurance rate. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back and finish it all up. KF. here on a uh, Tuesday. Big stories that we're covering. The Toronto attack. Now 10 people dead. They caught the Waffle House shooter. And as we speak, uh, the presidents of France and the United States are, boy, they're still doing the White House ceremony. My God. Trump is throwing everything he can plus the kitchen sink. Wait a minute. There's a kitchen sink. Wow. Let's do more handle on the news. Jennifer Jones, Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. Well, yesterday our big story was about the driver in Toronto that drove his rented van into a crowd of people. Well, there was a guy who drove his car into a group of people in downtown LA. Oh, please let me sleep. He too had a rented vehicle, but he went and mowed down a group of people because he was mad they woke him up from a nap. Yeah, damn right. No one wakes him up with a nap from a nap. His name they is... asked him for a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. He, which, by the way, somebody's sleeping in their car and you wake them up to it's ask them for a, if they have a cigarette? I can, I can see that. Wait, you're not saying he was justified in no, no, running no, no, them no, over. No, 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 but I can see him being angry. Sure. Now, they translate, now, it shouldn't translate into running them over. A man stole a Coors beer truck. Took it on a two-mile joyride, abandoned it, was arrested, and the real story here is what he was wearing. No shirt. Some kind of loosely tied sneakers and dirty American flag shorts. A patriot. I I guess. I notice this is Coors beer. It's not Heineken. That's right. It's oh, not Sapporo. Point. Right. This American. is a, it's not Corona. 
Those wearing Eggies. American shorts, he's stealing American beer. Absolutely. Great legal case, Jen. Oh, man. And the monkey loses. Remember that, that story about the monkey who yeah, grabbed the, the selfie? <laughs> Great. And it went all over the world. I mean, this is a big Big deal. Yeah, he grabs the photographer's camera, and the monkey starts taking pictures of himself. I got, I have the pictures up at KFIAM640.com, keyword wake-up call this morning. But um, <laughs> somebody decided that the monkey needed to sue over copyright oh, infringement. PETA. Well, of course. PETA's the one that filed on the monkey's behalf. So, But did PETA go up to the monkey and go, monkey, we think you're getting screwed here. No, I think what PETA did is file for guardianship on, or on behalf of the monkey. I don't know how they got that part far. <laughs> I don't even know how it got far enough to where uh, the federal appeals court had to rule. Well, what happened is they, they, they sued in district court and the district court judge said, get out of here. This right. Is no standing. And then they were they were they filed an appeal, but then they settled. They settled the case, and PETA ends up getting some kind of money out of the deal. But the Ninth Circuit said, you know, we know you settled the matter. We're still going to issue a ruling on this case anyway because we want to be on record saying how stupid this lawsuit was. Because PETA said, look, U.S. copyright doesn't specify authors have to be human. And the federal judges said. The court said yes. Well, they said yeah. Although uh, it's a very good uh, question. What happens when a computer writes Oh. Or takes a photograph on its own artificial intelligence. Oh, the argument would be, of course, uh, well, that's the, not the, a person either. Who, who is it? Who hardware? The... Is it soft? Is it the software oh. people who own it? You know, this is not all that far fetched when you start going into the world of artificial intelligence. Although you still are ending up with the question of which human being right or has which, the rights or which company? Yeah, because companies have rights to sue, as Ronald, uh, as uh, Romney would say, companies are people too. Which they are, legally. He just shouldn't have said that. Uh, we got a smuggling problem here in California, and it's, it's not drugs. It's plants. Particularly a plant called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, a dudleya. And it's a succulent plant. It grows abundantly, well, not so abundantly anymore in Northern California. And apparently over in Asia, they love these plants. And so it is big business to go out, dig them up and ship them overseas. And uh, they caught this big smuggling ring yeah, and shut and it down. And it's uh, no small deal, smuggling plants, especially if it's a protected plant. Right, which this is. You know, for example, if you grab one of those Segura, uh, Segura cactuses, uh, protected under federal law, you pull one of those out, you're going to jail for years. And on that note, one more little PSA this morning for you. Don't. Like, try and bill over excessive fajita deliveries. Fajitas. Now, the facts of this story are kind of, uh, eh, okay, uh, you have a guy who works for a detention center, and he orders, uh, over the course of years, $1.2 million worth of fajitas delivered, and fajitas are not on the menu, so uh, he just... Of course, uh, moved them over, bypassed the detention center and sold them. The interesting part is he got 50 years in jail for that. That's just it. Had he killed three employees, he would have gotten 25 years. I wonder if it's because of the length for which he was overbilling the government. I don't know. Because this went on for nine years. I know, but still, and $1.2 million would give him a... Worth of 
fajitas. Fajitas. But, but 50 years. The, the prosecutor said you have to slam him to send a message that public employees cannot steal because you're basically stealing from all of us. But that's welfare fraud, does the yep. same thing. I know. IRS fraud. You're not going to get 50 years from the IRS when you screw them out of money, which is, again, all of our money. I don't get it. All right, so much for that. All right, coming up, the Toronto attack and uh, what can police do to prevent vehicles being used as weapons. And we're going to talk to Steve Gomez, who is an ABC News security contributor and a former FBI agent. That's coming up, KFI AM 640.